Gabe is going to come up and uh, share the word with us. Thank you for to all of you who have gathered here with us to celebrate this Easter weekend. Tonight our scripture reading will be out of the book of Matthew, and we will be reading through chapters 27 and 28 as we look at the Easter story, as we examine what is special about this Jesus, why is it we go through all these elaborate worship services, build these buildings, and get wet on a perfectly nice day for the purpose of worshiping this Jesus. And tonight, that is what we are going to find out. Please turn with me to Matthew 27 and 28. And as you turn, I'm going to ask the Lord's blessing on our service tonight. Now, Lord, we are about to turn into your word to hear from you yourself the things that you have laid away for us, that you have safeguarded for our benefit to know who you are to know about all that you desire for us to know you and and to uh, just to know your heart the love that you have for us and the desire that you have to know you and uh, we just pray that as we read tonight that you would bless the words that you've given with your holy spirit and that you would validate it by your own holy spirit we pray this in your name amen In the book of Matthew, chapter 7, 27, we will be picking up the story of Jesus at verse uh, 24. You see, the story of Jesus is the story of God making himself known to the people that he has created, all of us. God came full in human form, having a human body, to teach us all the things concerning himself, all that he felt was important for us to know. And after about three years of listening to him, the people had decided that they had heard enough, that they were tired of listening to this man, and that the things that he was teaching them was too hard. It was too hard to live from the heart than by rules. And so instead of just ignoring him, they found his teaching so offensive that they decided they wanted to kill him. They put him through this kangaroo court to try him and finally get him to confess, Jesus, do you confess that you are the Son of God? And Jesus says, yes. And they said, that's enough. We got everything we need. Let's take him to the Romans so that he can be killed. And so we pick up the story here in Matthew 27, verse 24. Pilate's been trying to get him to, to talk about what's going on, but Jesus is just staying quiet and he's allowing things to transpire as they will. So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and he washed his hands before the crowd saying, I am innocent of this man's blood but see to it yourselves. And all the crowd answered, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released for them Barabbas, a murderer. Not supposed murderer. This man was guilty. 
He, they had the option of choosing Jesus or a murderer, and they picked the murderer. He released Barabbas to them, and having scored Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's quarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his hand, and kneeling before him, they mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him. They took a reed and struck him on his head. When they had mocked him and stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him, they led him away to be crucified. As they went out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat, sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head they put a charge against, against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And the, those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads, and saying, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders mocked him, saying, he saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if, if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over the land until the ninth hour. This is from noon to three o'clock in the afternoon. Utter darkness is covering the face of the earth. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, this man is calling Elijah. And one of them at, rants, at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a reed, and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened and the bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion 
And those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place. They were filled with awe and said, truly, this was the Son of God. There were also many women there, looking on from a distance, who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. crucified. They put nails through his wrists. There's a major nerve bundle in there. It's one of the most excruciating pains a person can ever feel. But what's worse is that as he's hanging on the cross, it's not just the physical pain, but something so much deeper is happening. See, Jesus' mission on earth was not just, not just to, to tell people about what God truly desires from the heart, but to accomplish what no other person in this world could accomplish. When he died on the cross, God taking on a human death, he took upon himself the burden of bearing God's wrath. He took upon himself the guilt for all of the things that we've ever done, all of the things that we are ashamed of, that we look upon our, our lives and blanch and try and forget because we can't bear to think about it. All the guilt that must be paid, Jesus took upon himself, upon that cross, and in that moment, experienced all of what it means to be torn away from God the Father. And he died. And if that was the end of the story, we wouldn't be here. But this is not the end of the story. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus, and then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud and laid it in his own tomb, which he had cut in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the entrance of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that imposter said that while he, while he was still alive, after three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he's risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, you have a guard of your own. Go and make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came 
and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing was white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I've told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings! And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. And Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests, all that had taken place. And when they had assembled the elders and the counts and the elders uh, and the with the elders and taking counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell the people his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the ears of the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And his story has been spread among the Jews to this day. The reason we are here is because all those things Jesus ever said about himself. I am God. I am from the beginning. I am the sacrifice to take away your sin. I am the only way to get to heaven. I am the way, the truth, and life, all those things that he ever said about himself could have died with him on that cross. But instead, we are here because we have a clear written record telling us that Jesus did not die and stay dead. But rather, after having died and being dead for three days, there was no question but that he was dead. He came back to life by his own power. It's not a, a trick of the hand. It's not, uh, a, you know, someone come, came and steal the bo- stole the body and we've been deluded ever since. No. The witnesses to this were willing to die for what they saw. Ch- uh, Chuck Colson used to be the axe man for Richard Nixon. And he said when Watergate happened, all these people who were trying to keep their stories straight couldn't keep it straight for three days. He had seven people trying to keep a story straight and they couldn't do it. There was 12 disciples in total. And as we read on the Bible, we see that all of them saw Jesus alive from the dead. And all of them were killed in some of the most painful ways that they could, that the world then could think of. And none of them denied having, none of them backed down. None of them denied Jesus. We have confidence that Jesus is alive from the dead. And because he is alive, we have the hope of a, re- of a coming resurrection as well. 
He gives us this opportunity. Turn our lives over to him. Ask him to be our savior. Ask him for forgiveness and recognize that he is the only way. And he will save us. We are gathered here today because some people have decided that they wish to publicly stand for this truth and say that I believe in Jesus, that he is my risen king. Let let us close in prayer. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you give us to to not be stuck with the shameful things that we have done, not be stuck with with this, this guilt that brings us down, that we don't have to just wave it away and say, it's the past, I can't change the past. But there can be true forgiveness. There can be real healing and, and real cleansing that you can wash us clean of all of the things we've ever done. And so, Lord, if there is anyone here today who wishes to give their life to you, I pray that they would just speak these words along with me in their hearts that, Lord, we believe that you are Jesus, that you died for to take on my sin, to pay for my sin, that you didn't stay dead, but you rose again from the dead. And that you can save us. And that you're the only one who can save us. So we ask you, save us. We pray this in your name. Amen. All right. A great moment that we've been waiting for. Bob and Genesis, would you uh, come on up here?